I'm Christine Chicano, and this is the Wandering Hippie Podcast. So this episode, I'm going to kind of backtrack in my travels and talk about when I went to Puerto Rico, more specifically San Juan, Puerto Rico, which was in February of 2020. So I was there for a week and a half, so not a crazy amount of time, but enough to get a feel of the way things work. So this episode is going to kind of combine the guide and the story time as to not split it, you know, so you don't have 15 minute episodes. You just have one, hopefully 30, 45 minute episode to listen to. Starting off with some stuff that I paid for. I wouldn't say that Puerto Rico is the budget destination because it is very popular for tourists and travelers alike. The cruise ships will dock in Puerto Rico in Old San Juan, so the cost of accommodation is higher than other locations and other islands nearby. Puerto Rico is technically part of the U.S., so they use U.S. dollars and they speak English as well as Spanish. So where I stayed, I stayed in a hostel, and it cost me $25 a night, and I stayed for a week. I think I said a week and a half, like two seconds ago, but I think it was maybe like a week. (laughs) $25 a night in a hostel. The way that this hostel was arranged, it had multiple different um, kind of buildings with a shared courtyard. So in the building that I was in, there was one room and it had four beds, so two bunk beds, and it was next to another room that only had uh, two bunk beds, so one set of bunk beds, if you will. We had a shared kitchen, a little dining table, a shared bathroom, and then there was a courtyard outside that was shared with all of the neighboring buildings that were part of the hostel. So I went in February, and it wasn't really high time to go to Puerto Rico, so luckily it wasn't extremely busy, and a lot of the nights I was either alone in my hostel room or only had one other person in one of the beds, Um, and I think there was only one or two nights where it was completely, all the beds were filled. The good thing about hostels is it's really easy to meet and talk to other travelers. And a lot of times when I was here during the night when everyone was kind of done doing their things for the day, we would sit out in the courtyard, have some beers, talk about our travel experiences, talk about our lives. And it's really easy to make new friends. So this, I met one person that I spent a couple days with. Um, He just... He and I both wanted to go to the museums at the same time, so we went to the museums together, and yeah, it was really nice to not do everything by yourself, so even if you do like solo traveling like I do, it's always nice to share some time with another person and talk through your travel experiences, so yeah, it was really great. He was also from New York. He happened to be from New York, so we had that in common, and it was just a great experience to talk to another traveler. He was also one of the first people to tell me to go to Mexico City. After spending a couple days with him, he would tell me how much he thought I would love Mexico City and how he loved it there and that he thought it would align really well with me. So he was one of the first people to tell me to do that. And then later we met another girl who was staying at the hostel and she said the same thing. She thought I would love Mexico City. She loved it as an artist and recommended it to me as well. So this trip kind of put Mexico City on my radar. My hostel was really a great location for me as well. It was 
a five-minute walk from the beach. It was really close to the bus line that would take me to Old San Juan. It was close to stores. I think there was like a Rite Aid right across the street, like literally right across the street from me. A vegan cafe on the corner. It was really nice, and I liked that it had this main courtyard. I would go out there in the morning. I would read, have my tea, because I loved the warmth and the sunshine. And to kind of explain how San Juan, Puerto Rico is, um, it kind of has different sections, if you will. So there's Old San Juan, which is kind of the touristy area. If you've seen pictures, it's usually the colorful, beautiful, colorful buildings and a lot of uh, forts to see. That's where the cruise ships dock. It is gorgeous. I went there a lot and I really loved it there. That's where the restaurants, the streets are narrow. It feels European. Yeah, gorgeous. I loved it. So that's Old San Juan. It doesn't have any beaches. Just keep that in mind. And then there's like the middle part, which is like the rest of San Juan, which is like the regular part of San Juan, which I stayed in this area. More of the beaches are there. Um, They have different names. So a common one is Isla Verde. And then there's the airport, which is technically not in San Juan. It's right on the edge. So it's close by. And then there's Cataño, which is where the Bacardi factory or Bacardi factory is. And that is kind of below. So you can take a long kind of Uber trip there. Or you can take a ferry from old San Juan to Catano. So I ended up taking the ferry when I went to the Bacardi factory. It costs 50 cents. It's a short trip. It's easy to navigate. You buy the tickets right there before you board. It's usually pretty on time. And also if you go on a, I don't know if it's every day, but I went on a Saturday. So the trips were every 10 minutes or so. So they they run pretty often. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about the Bacardi factory. Uh, It was very, very interesting. I personally, I'm not a huge rum drinker. I honestly went to the factory simply to get a souvenir for my older brother who for some reason loves Bacardi rum. So I went there. The tickets to get the tour um, were $15, but it also came with a cocktail was provided Um, so I thought it was very, it was well-priced. It was a good price for everything that you got to see. You watched a video about the history of the creators. You can smell all the different types of rum. And at the end, you're even able to bottle your own rum that was only made in the Puerto Rico factory. So you could bottle that, bring it home. It had like this decorative seal. You could of course buy different of their rums, of their aged ones, of their regular ones. Um, So I really liked walking through. I felt like I learned so much about the process and the history of Bacardi. And for me, I really loved smelling all of the different ingredients and all of the different types of rum for me that was just it was just an experience that I have never had before you don't really get to smell like ingredients and the molasses that's used and the sugar or whatever um so I would recommend going to the factory even if you don't like rum it's very interesting I went in the morning so I don't even remember if I ended up drinking the cocktail because it was like 10 in the morning and I didn't want to didn't want to do that to start my day. Um, And then you can also tour kind of outside after 
the actual tour. You can walk by yourself and then you see sugarcane stalks, there's plantain trees, and all of these really like natural <laughs> parts that happen to be right around the factory. Um, so I ended up walking through that. I had a little bit of free time until I had lunch plans. So I was just walking around and I ended up walking to a nearby beach area. I had no clue where I was going. I just kind of wanted to spend some time in nature. So I went to this random beach that was still, it was kind of blocked off. It wasn't blocked off. I didn't like sneak onto this beach. It just, nobody was there because it still had a lot of damage from the hurricane. So there was branches everywhere. There was a lot of, you know, trash that just happened to be on the beach. So when I say nobody was there, I seriously mean nobody was there. I went to this random place and was all by myself. And I was still on Catania, so I could see old San Juan across the water. So it was it was kind of a cool scene and it was very secluded. But I had tons of fun. Um, I took some pictures there and I tried to open a coconut, which... That was, (laughs) I took a video of me opening a coconut just to send to my family because it took me a long time. So yeah, there was coconuts everywhere. I found a rock and I just was slamming this coconut on a a rock simply to say that I have opened a coconut. So I did that. Um, I drank some of the coconut water just to say I did it, but I did such a poor job of opening it that all of the water spilled out anyway. I wasn't scared to be on this beach alone, but I was scared that a coconut was gonna fall on me or that a tree branch would fall or something like that so I had a weird kind of sensation and just kind of was overly cautious of the trees um yeah so I did that for a bit and then I took the ferry back and then I took an uber and I was having lunch with a friend that I met earlier in the week So let me talk a bit about the transportation so there are ubers and lyfts very common. I used them more than I used public transportation, I would say. Um, It wasn't the cheapest. I probably averaged, you know, $10 a trip. Sometimes it was a little more, sometimes it was a little less. But the reason I used them so much was because buses were pretty unreliable and they stopped running at night, pretty early in the night. I feel like on some days it was done at like five at night. So the buses are 75 cents, and like I said, pretty unreliable. Uh, They would go where you wanted them to go, but there weren't on a schedule. So I would find myself waiting for a bus to come at the stop for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and if it, like I said, if it was late at night, I would just end up taking Uber But usually it wasn't that late. It was, you know, after my dinner or after I saw a museum or something like that. They were easy to navigate, easy to understand. I used the Movit app, M-O-O-V-I-T, which is the same one that I used when I was in Mexico. Um, And I believe New York City, it can be used as well. So that helped to kind of pick the right route that I was going on. But it just didn't estimate the time. There was no way to know when a bus was coming. So I went by myself on the bus a couple of times and then 
me and my friend who I met him at the hostel when we wanted to go to the museums together. We were waiting for the bus for I think 15 minutes and then we just gave up and ended up walking. So we walked, you know, a couple miles to the museum because we just didn't want to wait anymore. And he said that we would hop on the bus if we saw it pass us. And I don't think we ever saw it pass us. So it just was a bad day to take the bus. So we walked and it was 90 degrees out. And I, of course, was wearing black or, you know, something. My back was probably sunburned at this point. But it was fun. We talked a lot when we were walking, learned a lot about each other. So it wasn't a bad walk. It just, you know, we wanted to take the bus. So talking about the museums that we went to... The first one we went to was the Museo de Arte de Puerto Rico, just the art museum, and that was gorgeous. Luckily, we had kind of the same mindset when going to museums, so we said, let's separate, do our own thing, and meet back, whatever time we said, like 2 o'clock, outside in the gardens. So we kind of did our own thing. It was, I think, three floors in this museum, there's gorgeous things. You learned a lot about the history of Puerto Rico. There is, you know, artists from Puerto Rico. Um, and then in the outside, there was a sculpture garden, which was my favorite part because I love nature and I love art. So, you know, sculpture gardens are my place. And it had like a koi pond. It was gorgeous. So I walked around there a lot. And in the garden, it had also native plants and flowers to Puerto Rico with signs and saying their names um, and some of them had a little bit about them so I spent a lot of time outside I even did like a little meditation by the koi pond because we I think we went on a Wednesday so it was very empty and then when my friend Christian came back um, we walked through the gardens again and he saw a mango tree kind of off the way and he loved mangoes, so we had to go walk to this mango tree, and he had to shake it to try and get some mangoes down. So he, he stole a couple random mangoes from the tree, uh, and then we ate them later that night, and they you know, tasted like mangoes. I would say they probably had to ripen a bit more, but we just were excited about our find. Then that same day, we also went to a contemporary art museum. I'm not a huge contemporary art person, but I do like to go to the museums because... I think you can always, you can learn a bit or you can see some amazing art piece that you never would have seen if you didn't broaden your horizon. So maybe you don't like a certain type of art, but I still recommend to visit them when you're in that country because why not? So I think the Contemporary Art Museum was free or it was like $5. Same with the Museo de Arte. It was either very cheap, $5, or it was free. I don't exactly remember. But the Contemporary Art Museum was in an old boarding school, or just an old school. So it was a really cool building, but they're just, it wasn't uh, a lot to see. It wasn't kind of like a modernized museum. It kind of felt like it was lacking some artwork. Uh, but it was really cool to walk around this this school and a lot of the buildings have like this open courtyard which reminds me of like Spain architectural design so in this open courtyard they have plants and trees usually that are as big as the building but they're inside and that was like my favorite part was to experience these open courtyards so when we were in the museum it started raining and we just kind of had to wait it out but I didn't mind because we were just chilling looking at this this courtyard talking about the art we saw so yeah 
think about going to different museums. And another popular tourist attraction, it, it's kind of a museum, but it's in Old San Juan. There are forts. So there are, I think, San Cristobal is the main one. And it has like the museum inside. I don't remember, once again, how much it costs. Um, but you can either just walk to the fort and see it from a distance. You can walk outside or you can pay to go inside. Um, and as I said earlier... Old San Juan does not have beaches. It's very cliffy. And it was where the forts were. <laughs> so those are really cool to see as well. A lot of those monuments. There's a lot of statues in Old San Juan. And it's just really gorgeous to spend time there. So I went to Old San Juan a lot just because I really loved the kind of the vibe and the environment that it was. It was super colorful. The streets were narrow. It felt European. It had really hilly streets. Most of the people were walking. And if you went on a day when a cruise ship wasn't stopping, it was, you felt like you had it all to yourself. So if you want to see some pictures from Old San Juan and from Puerto Rico, you gotta go to my Instagram, which is at Christine Chicanu, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-C-I-U-C-A-N-U. And I will say it's probably one of my favorite pictures. Um, and it was taken in Old San Juan just because of the beautiful buildings in the background. And I did take those pictures myself, which I was nervous taking them. I think it was one of the first times that I was taking pictures of myself um, kind of in like a public area. So I would like set up my tripod, set up my phone, and I had like my little button in my hand. But I would make sure that no one was walking on the street. So I'd find a street that was just like a commercial, not a commercial area. So just like people lived there. So <laughs> I did get these pictures and I don't think anyone saw me. So after that point, I take pictures and people see me all the time. And I don't really care anymore. But I remember I was very nervous that people were going to judge me even though I'm never going to see these people ever again, so I don't care if they judge me. That's a tip. If you're traveling by yourself, don't be afraid to take pictures. Also, if people offer to take pictures for you, sometimes I say no because I don't know if they're good at taking pictures. So just be like, no, I'm fine. I'm an artist <laughs> or whatever excuse you want to make. So yeah, go for it. Another great thing about Old San Juan is there's a weekly market. I believe it's on Sundays and it's in the Plaza de las Americas, which is also a museum about um history of like Americas. Um I believe Native Americans and natives to the land. Uh it was I think under renovation I was there so or closed for some reason so I wasn't able to go to it. But the weekly market Super cute. They also had a couple of vegan options. Uh, there is a stand, so someone who makes food, and he is vegan himself. And he was this cute little old man. Him and his wife were making all the food. And um, so that's when I had momofongo, which is a traditional Puerto Rican dish. I also had some vegan tamales. And there was tons of juices that are vegan, coconut water, coconut milk-based things. So I went to the market, got my food, I sat down, and I happened to sit by someone who's a nice, chatty woman. <laughs> so she was talking to me and asked where I was from. I said, New York, because that's where I was from at the time. And she says, me too. I live in New York too. 
So we got to talking. She doesn't live in Puerto Rico. So she half lives in Puerto Rico. She lives for like six months out of the year there. Um, And then we hit it off right away. She's like, what are you doing later today? Like, I'm going to go to this hotel roof little pool that no one is ever there, but I know the people. So they let me go up there. Do you want to come with me? We can go tanning. We can, you know, and all this stuff. So I ended up spending a ton of time with her and it was so much fun. We still are in contact now. She's in New York right now. And I just loved her. We got, we hit it off right away. So after we finished eating, we went to this hotel. It was like this boutique hotel. And she was explaining to me, she said, I used to live right behind this building and I know the owners. So they used to let me go up to the roof because there's like this little pool and there's lounging chairs because no one is ever up there. So we went in and she talked. There was like a couple of young people working and she's like, can I go up and use the the roof can I use the roof pool and they just let us out they're like sure yeah go for it so I don't know if that's open for everybody everyone can just ask to go use it or if because she knew that it existed they let her go up I don't know but we went up and it was like this gorgeous you could see over the city from it um we had one of the like waiters I guess someone working there he would just come up every once in a while he'd bring us drinks I had a nice mojito because when in Puerto Rico, you gotta have rum. So I had a nice rum mojito. Um, then we talked to a couple other people who were up there as well. So we spent the day in the sun. And of course, my new friend, she's like, I think 50, which I did not believe when she told me she was 50 because she looks so youthful. So she, like every other <laughs> woman that I meet, wants to set me up. So I was single at the time, and the waiter who was bringing us drinks... He was cute. I had no problem. So she was setting us up and was like, you need to, you need to show her around Puerto Rico. Like, why don't you ask her out? And so I did. I ended up <laughs> going out with this guy. And if my best friend, Abby, is listening, she knows this story <laughs> because we talk about it all the time. But basically, the short version is I was leaving soon. Why not hang out? Um, just walk around with locals. I love spending time with the locals. He was, he seemed friendly. I didn't feel unsafe with him, not like I was going anywhere far. So yeah, after he was done with the shift, I came back. I met him at the hotel. We had a drink at this hotel, and then we kind of walked around. Um, I believe he ate something from a food stand because he was hungry. But basically, I don't know why, but he just, okay, this man's a stranger, don't forget it. He immediately, like, held my hand. And I was like, no, 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 no. He also said he loved me at one point. It just was a lot. And I, of course, was like, ah, oh, man, I have an early day tomorrow. I gotta go. Um, yeah, so if you're gonna be dating in other countries, which I do, I... I don't think it's any different from dating in the U.S. or in New York. Um, But like always, if you're dating someone, gotta be cautious. Always have an exit plan. Always tell someone where you're going. So for me, my friend that I made here who set us up, she's like, tell me where you're going. So I don't remember if I shared my location with her or just texted her throughout the night. But 
she was, knowing where I was, and I told her when I got home, and all that stuff. Similarly, when I was going out and dating my friend David in Mexico, my best friend Abby, she had my location, she always has my location, and checks up on me, either through text or just looking where I am to make sure I'm where I said I was going to be. So if you don't have a friend or family member to keep in contact with when you're dating people, this goes the same in New York. When I was dating people in New York, Abby knew where I was. She she knew. She knows where... If I'm dating someone in Michigan, she always knows. <laughs> so just to keep each other in check, keep each other feeling safe, it makes both of us feel better. So if you're going to be dating someone, have your location shared or constantly be texting and also have an exit plan. If you are blunt and upfront, you can say, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to go. That's fine too. Or if you're like me, you can just make up something. It's easy when you're traveling because you can say, oh, I have a really early morning tomorrow. I'm leaving at like four because I'm going to do this thing. So that was my lie was that I was going, well, I I actually think we did go to the forest the next day, but I said, like, I have to leave at, like, five or six in the morning to the forest, so gotta go, but he did not see that it was a bad date. He thought it was great. He was wanting to visit me in New York. He was escalating fast, so he texted me multiple times, like, are you free? Like, I want to see you every day of the rest of your trip, So I was saying I had plans and kind of cut him off. He was very persistent, so I had to end up blocking him just because I wasn't comfortable with how much he was staying in contact with me. So this is true for everything. Do not put yourself in danger by trying to be nice. So if you feel you are unsafe or you feel uncomfortable with a situation, do not play the nice guy. Do not be like responding to people that you don't feel comfortable to just cut them off with as little information as possible because you probably won't see that each other again if you're traveling so just keep it safe I will say that after I kind of stopped responding to him I saw him in old San Juan one night we were out and it was late and it was like parties were happening on the street so I saw him with a group of friends but I don't know if he saw me so I just kind of avoided him and I was with my friend who knew kind of what was happening so I kind of was like hey I think that's him and I do not want to talk to him so can we walk further away um yeah that's my story time so learn from my mistakes as I'm continuing to learn from my mistakes just keep that in mind so as I said my excuse to leave my date was going to the forest the next day, which I did end up doing, but I don't remember if it was the next day or not. But basically, there's a big rainforest near San Juan. It is not near enough where there are public transportation to take you, but it is a popular destination for people who stay in San Juan. So there are a lot of bus tours that you can pay for that'll pick you up at a at your hotel. Um, Ubers will go out there and you know stuff like that so it's called el yunque it's the bosque the rainforest and i knew starting my trip that i wanted to go to the rainforest but i needed to find either someone to go with me or a cheaper way to get there because the ubers were more than a hundred dollars to get there and i did not want to pay that by myself 
Um, so starting early on my trip, I was asking like, oh yeah, well, I really want to go to the rainforest. Are you going (laughs) to people in my hostel? So one woman actually said that she was planning on going to the rainforest. Um, so we exchanged numbers and unfortunately she had an emergency and wasn't able to go. Um, so I wasn't going with her, but my new friend who I met at the market, She's been to the rainforest before, but she had connections in Puerto Rico. So one night we were having dinner with one of her best friends, and this best friend's sister happened to be an Uber driver, so she called and asked, and um, we ended up paying, I think, $70 split between the two of us, so that would be, you know, like $35, which is like $17 one way, so... I think that's a lot better than me paying $100 myself. So thankfully, I said this in the tips episode, but making friends with locals or making friends with other travelers will come in handy and will save you money. So we went to the forest. Um, It was, you know, it was like a day trip. Um, I personally, if I would have gone by myself or with, um, I don't know, people who had more of the same mindset as me, I would have hiked a lot of it and spent the entire day in the forest and going through the hiking trails. Um, My friend that I was with, she had, I think, ankle problems and she didn't want to hike all of it. So we ended up driving with our Uber driver who was so, so nice. She would come out of the car and she would take pictures and videos of me when I was doing things and she sent them to me later. Um, So we just drove to a lot of the places and then I would hop out Like, there's a lot of waterfalls, so I climbed up the waterfalls to get up to the top of them. And we did some little kind of not-as-hard hikes throughout to get kind of the experience. But if I ever go back, I would love to spend, like, the whole day hiking through because there's miles and miles and miles of hiking. There's also really cool things to see. So there's, like, really tall castle-like buildings, and you can walk up the top of them where you can see over the entire rainforest. And it just was gorgeous. I love nature. It was really beautiful. And yeah, what a, what a beautiful getaway from more of the city feel. I'm going to talk about a couple more things that I did with my friend. Um, so one of them was she, because she's kind of like a half local <laughs> after spending years, you know, six months out of the year for many years in San Juan, she has all the connections. She knows the people. So, like I said, it was February, so I spent Valentine's Day in Puerto Rico, and either on Valentine's Day or the day after, she texted me and asked if I wanted to go to this church where they have, like, a Valentine's party type thing for the residents that lived at the church, which were elderly people. Um, so it was so, so, so cute. I'm pretty sure I cried multiple times. Um, we would, it was also because a lot of the older generation in Puerto Rico only speak Spanish. It was done 
in Spanish. So the church was gorgeous. I walked around it a lot and I spoke with a lot of the nuns in Spanish because they didn't speak English and they were like, do you want to be a nun? Do you want to become a Catholic nun? I was like, no, but my family's Orthodox. My grandma's an Orthodox nun and they thought that was funny. Uh, but it was so cute. They crowned, like, a Valentine's Day king and queen, and then they had, like, they danced together, and they had, like, a live singer. It was so adorable, and I would have never had experienced anything like this if it wasn't for my friend and if it wasn't for her being a partial local of the area, and neither of us are Catholic. She's Jewish, (laughs) and I'm not Catholic, So it was purely just to volunteer. We passed out foods and drinks and helped clean up afterwards. And wow, it was just precious. And then later that day, she wanted to take me to Paseo de la Princesa, which is a a pathway, I guess. It's like a long street where on Sundays there's a lot of people selling things. So we went on a Sunday and there was this large group of people who were dancing and they were all old and you know you they, you know that they have been living in Puerto Rico their entire lives they were dancing on the street and it was so cute and that i for sure cried i took so many videos just because it was just it was so beautiful i felt like i was such a part of this experience i was just watching them dance and they looked like they were the happiest they have ever been in their lives Ugh, i just i love old people and i think that they bring so much to to the experience of traveling the paseo is also just very beautiful because it is on the shoreline and you can see the cruise ships coming in and when it's dark it's you see clear skies there's crazy like trees and benches to sit on um yeah just walking around there's a lot to see so before i move past talking about old san juan Um, I will say that there's, of course, tons and tons and tons of places to eat at. There was a lot of vegan options. Um, Probably the restaurant that I went to the most times because my friend loved the place. And they had simple options for me and it was the best prices. Um, It was called La Madre. It was in Old San Juan. I would recommend to go to that place if you are trying to keep a budget but still want to eat some traditional food and of course if you just want to stop in a random restaurant or look at lists online there was a lot a lot a lot to see (laughs) i now that i remember when i was walking one day i happened to be extremely sunburnt i usually don't get super terribly sunburnt i will get red from like the heat my body will be like red from heat because I'm pale but it'll go away when I wake up the next morning I won't usually be burnt but I won't be tan either I just will be back to kind of a neutral so I was walking one day and I passed by this like corner it was like a jewelry store or like a perfume store or something that I was not interested in um so someone was like calling out to me and he was like hey I don't know girl (laughs) hey woman I don't know someone who worked there so I stopped thinking he was gonna get me a sample or something but he commented on how red and sunburnt I was and I said I know problems with pale skin and then later I walked back around that same corner and he was still there and he 
like asked me to come in and he like gave me his phone number and was like if you're free and you want to do something blah, blah 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 but I think this was after my experience with my earlier date so I kind of just was like I'm done <laughs> that was enough I don't want to have someone else tell me that they love me during this trip it was just too much for me and I ended up not going out with him ever but just a fun little memory to share if you were curious so next I'm going to talk about some beaches so the beach that was close is to me like a five minute walk away um it never was really crowded it was really cool though because there was a lot of wind surfing so people would there was like a wind surfing rental really close to me so there's a lot of people wind surfing um I went there in the mornings a lot uh just because it was a nice walk I would read um but it was very 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 windy I don't know if it's windy all year or if it was because it was the end of the rainy season that we were getting a lot of wind still but if I wanted to lay flat on a towel I would be covered in sand immediately um so I think one day when I planned to spend a lot of time at the beach I ended up going to the nearby hotel where they have the the seats like the lounge seat chair things and I just like sat in one because I didn't know if I could do that and then someone came up and was like are you a resident of the hotel I said no and they said okay you're allowed to use this but it's like five dollars so I paid five dollars and I stayed there for a couple hours I finished reading The Alchemist which I remember reading that trip so I finished reading that book and I ended up leaving that book at the hostel just because I didn't want to bring it back so Yes, the beach was nice. I went to the beach a lot of times in the morning. Um, I spent time with Christian there when it was getting colder at night. And I remember one day, it was constantly on and off raining in the morning. So I went to the beach in the morning, and it was still, you know, like 80-something degrees. But then, you know, in 10 minutes after me laying there, it starts to rain. It rains for two minutes. But in that two minutes... I was freezing. I felt like the temperature dropped 50 degrees. (laughs) I was so cold. So I would like wrap my towel around my legs for the two minutes. Then I'd wait. So everyone else ended up like leaving the beach because they were like, ah, it's raining today. But I stuck it out and it only happened for maybe an hour that I was getting this weird on and off rain. So like I said, it was the end of the rainy season when I was there. Then it was nice, sunny, warmed myself back up. But If you're going during the rainy season or the end of the rainy season, it might not be the best time to go to the beach. So yeah, keep that in mind. And then another day, I went with my friend that I've been talking about. Uh, She said we should go to Isla Verde, which was another beach. Um, And she knew that the... There was, like, this hotel that had a really nice restaurant on the beach and that the beach was public. So we went to this restaurant. I had plantains, rice and beans, which is my favorite meal ever. I seriously love plantains, rice and beans. Delicious. So I ate that, had, I don't know, something to drink, and then we laid on the beach for a very long time. Um, There was also hammocks that were from the hotel, so they were just set up by the hotel and and chairs that you could take out as well so I laid on the hammocks for a while until the sun kind of took up all the space then we went to the water it was just a really chill day I'm not a huge beach person simply because I like greenery so I'm more of a 
I don't know, sit in the middle of a rainforest next to a waterfall or like a lake or something like that. Still hot. I still really love the heat and the sun, but I just like the view of the greenery. It feels more lush to me. So beaches are just, I don't know. I don't go on trips specifically to spend a lot of time at the beach. Uh, Yeah, so I think maybe like two and a half days of my trip, I was completely on the beach. That was what I spent my day doing and the rest of the days... I was going to Old San Juan or walking around my area and experiencing the culture that way. Then my flight to leave was very early in the morning and I called an Uber. Luckily there was Ubers roaming around, um, but that probably was my cheapest trip because it was in the middle or I guess very early in the morning. I think it cost me $6 to go to the airport. Um... But I think that covers all of the exciting things that happened on my trip. I will say, I talked about this in earlier episodes, even though I stayed for only about a week, I still cooked a lot of my food uh, just to save money. So I ate out maybe three or four times during my trip, and the rest of the time I was eating from what I bought. You know, I was eating rice, beans, fruits and vegetables, sautéed stuff, so I had found a hostel that had a small little kitchen area where it just had like a little two burner stove like a tabletop stove so if I'm going to be honest I would not probably spend a lot of time in my future in Puerto Rico because of the price of everything I would much rather go to Mexico and pay a lot less for fresh fruits, vegetables, and my housing, but be able to spend more time, whereas I ended up spending $500 for a week in Puerto Rico, and that's how much I spent in a month in Mexico. Um, So I know that a lot of cruises stop there, but it was really gorgeous, and I would totally recommend to go see it. But I think it would be better to go with a group of people so that prices would be a little less and you could rent an Airbnb for cheaper or share a room. Uh, But for a solo traveler, I ended up spending a lot of money that I kind of just, I don't know, I don't regret spending that money, but I, I just am more conscious of it now because once again, I would much rather get more for my money in Mexico or Colombia or South American countries where that $500 goes a long way. But you might be like the friend that I made. She loves Puerto Rico and she flies often and the flights are very cheap from New York City. She said that the rental, like the apartment rental, was actually pretty reasonable priced. It was just hotels and hostels and things like that are more expensive because there are a lot of tourists. So maybe it would be better to go and get a month rental in a place and that would save money. Or like her, she stays for six months out of the year because she doesn't like the winters, but she loves, you know, the winters in Puerto Rico are nice. So just things to think about. I'm not telling you not to go to Puerto Rico, but if you're trying to travel cheap and, you know, keep an eye on your budget, it wouldn't be the most budget-friendly place. So, with that being said, check out my other episodes if you want to listen to Mexico stories or how to travel cheaply. Check out my Instagram, 
give this a five-star rating, leave a review, comment on the Instagram, send me a DM, get in contact with me, whatever way you want to, and let me know what you think.